Hi, welcome to the Fit Me Forever podcast hosted by the OmniFit. We're about all things fitness. We help women get off the diet roller coaster to find sustainable health, embracing life right where you are on the way to where you're going. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Coach Jody V, a certified nutrition coach who specializes in helping women become physically and mentally strong to regain energy for a life they love. I would like to welcome my co-host, Kayla Duncan, owner of the OmniFit, and fellow colleague and nutrition coach, Taylor Bloxham. Together, we are the OmniFit. Hi, ladies. Welcome back to the Fit Me Forever podcast. This is Coach Jody, and I'm here with Kayla and Taylor. Today, we're on number 22, and we are talking about the question, should I be seeing more progress? And the reasons why our body is not responding as we would expect it should. So we just brainstormed around this topic and we've got a, probably five or six really solid points to answer this question that we hear a lot. So here we go. Um, what is the number one thing we hear most often regarding this question? Or how do we respond most often regarding this question, guys? So this is such a great topic. Um, number one in my book that I always come back to that is my very first question for anyone asking me, why aren't I seeing more progress? Shouldn't I be seeing more progress is, well, tell me about your dieting history. <laughs> it is like not just the last three weeks, six months, two years. I'm talking back into elementary school, teenage years, middle school, high school, college. What was your life like? Obviously, what does that look like now? You know, five years ago, last year, last six months, those things do matter because a lot of progress can be made for the body. Um, but we cannot answer the question if you should or shouldn't be seeing more progress without having that foundation. Right. And so, Taylor, why, why is that, that we ask the question, that question? What would the dieting, someone's dieting history tell us? Yeah. And I think that's, that's a huge, huge, um, point that is just so important because, you know, if, if a woman has been dieting since she's, you know, 14 years old, which is a really sad thing to think about, but it's becoming a reality for a lot of women is, um, starting that dieting process when they're very, very young and women not realizing that they're dieting throughout their whole life and they're in a deficit, a caloric deficit, when that's not where our bodies are meant to be as women, especially um, for a long period of time. We have reproductive systems and hormones that, that need body fat, that need calories um, constantly. Um, and th that doesn't mean you have to overeat, but chronically under eating for a long, long amount of time is going to drive your metabolic capacity into the wall. And that's not going to set you up for any kind of success as far as, you know, energy, um, good, good metabolic health, good other things like hunger, um, all kinds of different things. Um, and bone I know that density. bone density, strength, the mm -hmm. ability to build muscle, the ability to have a good endurance, um, even genetically in the future, possibly, probably for, for children of some sort, mm -hmm. um, if that's what you're looking for as well, just a, a long list of health problems um, so, later yeah, on. Let's talk a second about metabolic capacity, because when we say that, many of our listeners may not 
fully understand what that means. Kayla, can you just um, share just a little bit deeper insight into what that means? I know we've talked about it on other podcasts, but just really specifically. Mm-hmm. And just before I move into that too, I just wanted to clarify when Taylor is talking about chronic under eating, um, we're not particularly referring to like anorexia or something where you're chronically under eating. It's more so the chronic periods of time or maybe the intermittent periods of time of under eating, overeating, under eating, overeating, which might turn into a college student that is trying to lose 10 or 20 pounds. So then they don't eat a lot, or maybe they just didn't need to eat a lot growing up. It wasn't the pattern. You'd run out of the house without breakfast, maybe eat lunch at school and then come home and grab dinner with the family, that kind of thing. So your body's used to eating at this lower caloric intake, but you still go out to eat with friends. And as you know, we all know, as you grow up and you become social, you're eating and you're drinking, and then your body begins to gain weight at that perfect time of your body also putting on weight for what Taylor was talking about, um, reproductive reasons, not just when you're 13 and 14, but when you're 18 and 19 and 20 and 21, you're moving in as you're 25. That's so close to even now moving into 35. And the women that we're talking to, it's not that they've been chronic under eating for so long that their skin and bones, it's quite the opposite. It's that their bodies have adapted so much their metabolism, which is how we're going to go into this metabolic capacity, has adapted so much at functioning at such a low intake that what it revs on is is very efficient. And in this particular case, you don't want to be efficient. You don't want to be a Honda Civic. You want to be an Escalade. <laughs> you, yeah. you want to burn through all of the food or any type of calories that you're putting in your mouth. You don't want to store it. So you want to be inefficient in terms of burning off calories. You don't want to store those things. And so in terms of metabolic capacity, what happens naturally, what is supposed to happen in a healthy environment is that we eat enough food to withstand, um, you know, regular growth patterns. Think, and ladies, when you're hearing this, think of an infant, think of a feeding schedule. We talked about this on several podcasts, and this is fresh on my mind as we have a 19-month-old, but I was used to the first year of his life giving him formula. And so when we move from 12 months to 19 months and he starts feeding himself, my first concern was, oh my gosh, this kid doesn't want this texture, whatever. And the doctor had to remind me, he's not going to let himself starve because the natural, what we're made to do is eat when we're hungry, stop when we're full. And he has consistent meal times that I've planned as his mom to make sure that he's healthy. And so when we go back to the foundation of that as adults and go back to regular feeding schedules, that's how you begin to help your body get back to its roots. And this metabolic capacity that we're talking about is being able to intake food without storing it as fat. Mm -hmm. It makes no sense to be able to intake 1200 calories and someone's gaining weight, but that happens. I mean, that happens every day where people are like, I'm exercising five days a week and, you know, I'm only eating 800 to 1200 calories, which is, you know, salad and maybe some grilled chicken. How is it possible that I'm gaining more weight? And then I get tired. And then what do we do? We fall off because that much effort is not worth the result of that they're not seeing. Then when they go back to eating burgers and pizza or even just eating more rice or potatoes, like something that is quote unquote healthy, they put on 
the weight that they tried to lose, you know, let's say they only lost five pounds and then they put an extra 10, 10 pounds on. And every time this happens, think from high school to college to now you're an adult to after every pregnancy, this has happened. Now you're 30 pounds, 40, 50, 60, 70 pounds over what you really wanted to be. And you're looking back, back at pictures 10 years ago going, why did I think I was fat? Right. And I think that really leads us into the next point. Like inconsistency is one of the big reasons that a lot of women can't, can't lose what they would like to lose. Um, and when you think about it, um, I like to put it in the terms of the difference between being in an absolute deficit and a, like a moderate, you know, def deficit. Mm -hmm. So when you're in an absolute deficit, your body, it, it's compromised. Like it's, it's being primed to store fat basically. And so, and you stay in that um, absolute deficit for too long. And then as soon as you decide you're off the wagon and you go have, you know, some major calorie intake, well, that can do some really great things for leptin and, and all of that. But at the same time, if it's uncontrolled and it's uncontrolled for very long, you're just a sponge. Your body is going, you've been starving me and I, I'm going to hold on to everything that you give me. It's like you said, those cycles. Mm -hmm. I love how you just personified. I love how you just personified the body. I, uh, that's one of the best ways I've ever heard it described that I've repeated so many times over the years of the body not trusting you. So if you think of your body, you and your body are in a relationship and you have done bad things to your body, but yet it can't leave because you guys are together, you're stuck together. And so years down the road, now you're like, okay, I'm for real this time. Like I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to be nice to you, kind to you. I'm going to think kind thoughts. You're doing all this stuff. All this effort is going in and you're getting tired because your body's pushing back and saying, uh, -uh like you've treated me like crap for like 15 years, woman. Are you kidding? Like yeah. I am no. And they sit there, you know, your body visualized this guys with me. Like you're sitting there with your arms crossed or your body sitting there with his arms crossed going like, uh, uh, no, I don't believe you. You have to break past that barrier. And the good news is that that doesn't take as long as you think it does, but it takes longer every time you abuse your body. So if you're someone that has abused their body over and over and over again for the last couple decades, take a deep breath. It might take longer, but it doesn't mean that the consistency isn't, isn't going to help the whole, the whole process. Right. Exactly. And, and being in that absolute deficit, like you're, you really want to shoot for a relative deficit. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that it, an absolute deficit can come by either not eating enough or exercising too much, which we find, you know, on both accounts, and that's what we want. We want to get that consistent. Want to, mm -hmm. You want to be only in as much deficit as you need, barely need to, to show some movement. Um, yeah. and, and that short term, you know, like a lot of people don't, if you've been abusing your body for a long time and you're in that short term mentality, you will just feel frustrated over time. I think we should talk about that. The, you know, the, the timeline. Yeah, the timeline and yeah. the consistency. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for the sake of just having some good takeaways, Tay, what do you think about that? What do you usually like to see, or what would you recommend to a female that has been on this diet roller coaster to that's comes to you and says, you know, like, what do I do? Yeah, um, and that's that is far too common, you guys, more than 
any of us could mm-hmm. could even say. It is so common. And quite frankly, I'm sure a lot of us, all of us coaches right now have several clients that that's their story. And it's most women, honestly, that are wanting to shape their bodies and be be where they want to be. But it's just they, they haven't been treating their bodies as nicely as they could have. So the first step is to just get that food up. You know, um, but the the best thing we can do is, is to make it a nice slow process of introducing that food um, back in consistently. Just mm-hmm. like you haven't been, your body hasn't been trusting you. You have to do something consistently. Just like any kind of relationship, be consistent. Be consistent on showing up. Be consistent. Consistent on feeding your body enough every day. Every single day, not one day this high, one day too low. It's that's that's not going to fly in any relationship. And the same thing goes for your body. You have to do it consistently in order for it to trust you to release body fat, because it can be adapted and say, "Hey, you're actually feeding me. I can trust you to get rid of it." And so that might take a while for for you, especially if you've done it for years. Mm-hmm. It might take you know six months or so or longer mm-hmm. to build that food up in order for you to be out of a deficit eventually for those hormones to start to produce the way they're supposed to be and for your body to get used to it and to start utilizing that food. And mm-hmm. it's, it's hard because it's not a black and white answer because everybody is so different. Awesome. Right. No, that's really great. Um, and a couple things I want to touch on so that you listeners can have some pretty hard takeaways. Um, you know how Taylor mentioned it could take, you know, six months to a year that timeline doesn't start until your intake is at a quote unquote relative, I would even say a moderate intake where you're above the relative deficit, you're out of the deficit. Um, just some rough numbers for you. If, if you don't have more than what I typically consider 50, 50 pounds of body fat to lose, if you're in the 50 pounds or less body fat range, you can take your current body weight now and multiply that by between 12 and 14 to have total calories. And that is a round, a moderate caloric intake that you should be able to maintain your weight on. So you can take out a calculator and do that math, you know, maybe when you're not driving or, you know, <laughs> listening to this podcast, but the process of getting to that intake that you need to be, you know, that target intake that can take in and of itself, 12 weeks, it can take six months. That is really what depends on the person. We obviously like to help our clients get there as fast as possible. Um, depending on how, how someone comes to us, how long they've been dieting, we can work with that because that's how we use biofeedback. You guys hear us talk about that all the time. Um, and that's something that you should really be working with a professional on doing unless you're just a super intuitive kind of gal um, and you know what to look for. Because the whole problem that I think that we're boiling down to with this inconsistency, the reason why you stop is because you don't really trust what you're doing in the first place. Right. The the understanding of it, you know, I I love to, there's a mental side of this too, because when you're not used to eating a lot of food and I was one of those, right. And you're not used to eating a lot of food and then you start, you know, eating a lot of food. There's a lot of things that go along with that. We know um, mentally you, you, there's a little bit of fear of food And there's, you know, when you start to see, sometimes you'll see the scale go up, um, 
even though you're feeling better and you have more energy and the scale's going up, you're kind of freaking out. This is not what I signed up for, you know, that sort of thing. There's this whole mental side of it. And I like to tell my clients, I have a couple of clients now that are, are working their way to maintenance mm -hmm. and they're doing an excellent job with it. And it is just, it's really fun to put the mindset around it. You are giving yourself the best gift when you do this. You're, you're setting yourself up for such great long-term success and it's worth it to think about never being on another diet again. But mm -hmm. when you start to get to where you need to be and learn your body's biofeedback, then you know what a relative deficit looks like for you and it's okay to go into a cut for a little bit of a while and then pull back out of it. And it's amazing how you go through those seasons and your body it, it changes and it, it's great. Like, you know, when you see pictures of yourself where you're exactly the same weight, but your body composition looks so totally different. It's bizarre. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's so fun. And it's fun to take clients down that path when they just trust, you know, when they just trust. Right. So that's yeah. Right. Yeah. It's okay. You really do have to have that foundation of, trusting the program that you're doing. Um, and obviously, you know, with the clients that we're working with, they can lean back on that. They can lean back on who we are as people, a company, what we stand behind, the results that we've produced in the past, which is really great. Um, so if you are someone listening and you are working with somebody, um, have that conversation with, with that person, you know, go there because if you don't have that and you can't trust it, then you're already looking forward at something that can be inconsistent and I mean, you're just wasting your time. Like, don't, don't even think about this in a short-term mentality. Don't think about it as when's this going to be over. Think about how you're never going to have to be here again because of the action that you're taking. Yeah. That's really like learning to manage it on a day-to-day -day basis for the rest of your life. I mean, that's why we, you know, fit me forever is really what this tag is because it's, we don't, you, you need to, the diet thing needs to just, go away. Die. Die, die diet. Die, diet. <laughs> We're retiring on the diet. No more. Right. right. No, that's really good. And just something I just want to um, kind of note in there under the umbrella of inconsistency is so many times, and this usually happens, you know, let's call it, you're really good for two weeks and you're not seeing the progress that you want. And then you begin to take, finish your kid's food. You begin to have a snack here and there. We, you begin, they're often called BLTs, <laughs> bites, licks, and tastes. This stuff adds up. Um, it totally adds up. Now, in a Fit Me Forever mindset where we want the freedom that we want you to have, I want those things to not really matter. I'll be completely honest. Where I am now, where my metabolism is now, even after, you know, competing since 2007, going through several contest preps and successfully hitting the stage multiple times, I'm in a place now, my metabolism, where I can have bite like licks and tastes and it doesn't impact me. Like my metabolism is so adaptive that it just goes in and, and out. It's fine. But those people that are noticing, like I'm working so hard, just check yourself because if, you're, if your body's not in a place where you can handle that yet, you have to own that and, and be there and do what it takes to get your body to trust you. My body trusts me, but it's not because I've abused it for 15 years. Like I've been working really, really hard. And when you've got clients that are able to see that effort, it is so cool for them to go on vacation 
and intuitively eat, you know, it's a really common phrase right now and come home and be like, Oh my gosh, like I'm, I'm the same as when I left. This is crazy, but they couldn't live like that forever and expect to have the same results. Right. Right. I'm really excited. I have a client right now that in two weeks is going to be going away and we've already decided it's a deload week for her. She's just going to, you know, no training and kind of just enjoy, but within reason Mm -hmm. and stay in and like her, she's been working really, really hard since probably early October. And it's like, it's just time for a break. And those breaks are important too. Mm -hmm. You know, over time, they are very important mentally, but they're also important physically. A A lot happens during that time. So super cool. That's really cool. Well, overall guys, we just wanted you to give some, we wanted to give you some good takeaways of if you're in that position of not seeing the progress that you think that you should be seeing one decide really, where are you getting that perspective? Are you, are you thinking that you should be seeing more progress because you're comparing yourself to something on social media? Um, or is it because before you saw better progress, hash that out a little bit, let us know and on, you know, and fit me forever, email us, Um, we'd love to help you decide if that's kind of something that, that you actually should even be worrying about. Cause a lot of times it really isn't, maybe you shouldn't be seeing more progress. And that's kind of a funny answer to say when somebody says, shouldn't I like, no, you really shouldn't. (laughs) You actually shouldn't be seeing progress this soon. Hang in there, gal. Like, (laughs) so we just wanted to bring that to you guys, um, with a little comic relief and just let you know that what your body's going through, um, is normal. And, if you treat your body with care and health and you put your health first, um, it will respond. That's the beauty of it is that it will. So, all right, we'll be back next week with more things to talk about. Well, there you have it guys. Thank you so much for joining in to another episode of the fit me forever podcast. If you guys have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out via email at info at the And of course, please connect with us on social media. All of our handles, our Instagram and Facebook are both at the OmniFit. And if you like this kind of content, if you like what we're putting out, please rate us on iTunes and Stitcher. That helps other people find us and it lets us know that we're putting out content that you enjoy. All right. Talk to you guys soon.